0: Welcome back to episode three of 8-Bit Bytes. You've got Cliff Johnson. On Hans <laughs> meant We got video set up now. I don't know what the delay is, <laughs> but we're going to pretend that it's that enough. was the delay.
1: <laughs> and I'm the Dylan. The Dylan. As always.
0: As always. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about some news. We've got some updates on the Arcade 1-Up cabinets delay. Uh, William Table is coming to Pinball FX tomorrow. Um, which for some of you might have been last week. Uh, We're going to talk about the PS1 Classic and maybe some other classic stuff. And uh, then we're going to get into the history of pinball and the pinball resurgence and uh, some other kind of pinball-related things. And then we got a bunch of questions this week. We apparently have just, like, quadrupled our listenership because we quadrupled our our questions. So we got a question from Joe Coleslaw, Jacob, Frank, Vinny, and... Joe Coleslaw again (laughs) so maybe we only tripled the number of listeners we have (laughs) whatever it's all good anyway to uh to get started uh do you want to do you want to talk about any retro stuff you've been playing Hans
2: you know sadly I haven't been playing much
0: (laughs) me either I was hoping you had that was my that was my one shot to try and get you to to say something tell me what
2: uh, I I played Phoenix
0: what's your high score on Phoenix
2: God, let's see. Hold on. Switch over here. It was terrible. I just posted it in the Discord. Everybody should join the Discord. Uh dot slash Discord. That's a fact.
0: Fourteen hundred and seventy points. One thousand four
2: hundred and seventy points. Is that so it, is that good? No, that's absolutely not good. Okay, that's so, right past the first boss. So I don't I,
0: I don't think we did nearly a good enough job this this month of uh, promoting our our high score contest. So I think we might have to do better at that, that at that this month. And then we'll uh, we'll give away our prize at the end of next month, unless someone actually did it this month. I don't think that to be true, but we'll see. Anywho, so you didn't play. Hey, wait. Dylan went to uh, Mission Control? No. Ground Control. Ground Control. Ground Control. Control. Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us all the things you did at Ground Control. Um,
1: I played a few different things, um, one of them being at Dr. Mario and I was terrible at it. <laughs> um, then I played Donkey Kong. I was also not very good at it. Even though I used to be pretty okay at that. Um, or slightly below adequate, maybe. Um, Times change. Um, but my biggest problem is I can't bend over very long when I play those dang arcade games. It's it's very awkward to play yeah, them, really. That's true. Um, they're,
0: they're awkward for me sometimes. Yeah, six it's six just they're,
1: they're... It's like if I was a child again, it'd be one thing, but... Um, I'm not, sadly. Back, back when not. Dylan was
0: a child and he was only
1: five foot eleven. <laughs> yeah, that was like sixth grade, so. Um, and then, but I do want to talk briefly about one game that I, I can't remember what it's called, sadly. Um, uh, but there's two handguns and a steering wheel, and it's a cooperative game for two people to play where one person drives and shoots, and the other person shoots, Or I guess one person could drive and two people could, one guy could dual wield. Or if you're really cool, you can move both your hands on the two handguns and your foot on the steering wheel like my buddy chose to try. Lucky Um, and wild. Lucky and wild. That's the game. Um, It was real weird. Yeah. I don't know if I recommend it, but it's pretty uh <laughs> it might be a good time because it's just something really different that I'd never seen before. That's,
0: I've never I've been to a ton of arcades yeah. and I've never seen that before. And three
1: peripherals for two people is kind of a something I don't know other than the N sixty four controller. I don't know. Um if anything else has really given you three for two That's like funny. that. Um but then I played some pinball, which I oh. really enjoy pinball, and I have many questions about the pinball, which I think Should we save that for later? It's a good topic. Yeah, I'm not going to ask questions now, but I I did play South Park pinball, and then I played Deadpool pinball. Um, I enjoyed South Park pinball a lot, and I think it was actually the best pinball I've ever pinballed. Um, And then Mr. Henke Screaming occasionally was quite enjoyable, and I got a fairly okay score that I was proud of for me. I'm not being someone that doesn't really know much about pinball, but it has a lot of questions about pinball. And the Deadpool game, I did not like at all. It was a very beautiful machine, but the well, way it played compared to the other one, I just, I don't know why. Um, I would have to play a lot more pinball, I think, to be able to tell you exactly why this one was fun and this one wasn't. But it, it seemed like...
0: just came out. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that's that well. in like episode one, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Like it, the machine is gorgeous released. for sure, but I found myself just kind of like shooting the ball out and i'd slap it and then it would like fall right down the middle and i was like boo this is the space between these flippers is uh, quite a bit larger than the ball (laughs) um and for whatever reason the ball chose to go right down the chute every time so um it just didn't seem as interactive in my of course if you play it more maybe you'll enjoy it but yeah. i don't know um
2: that's a huge shame i've been seeing a lot of things where it's actually more interactive you know because it actually turns the it turns into an 8-bit video game on the screen behind you
1: that that was pretty so. neat there was this other thing going on so i kind of wish i could have like seen more of what it had to offer if someone good was playing it um i'm not <laughs> yeah. that person so um i probably would have enjoyed it more had i watched someone play it um but oh.
0: I'll be honest. Like I feel that too. Like I, uh, I really like playing pinball, but I think I might actually enjoy watching other people play pinball more. Just because I don't have that. Like, there's an expertise. There's an expertise to you know how to move the ball and how to you know bump the pinball machine the right way. Like watching someone who's really good at playing pinball, but even I would almost say like really good at. Like white lie cheating at pinball is really enjoyable to watch. Yeah. And I'm not
1: that person, uh, so and I think there's something to be said about knowing what you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. on any pinball machine, which I have no idea even where to begin with that. But I was able when I played South Park, I was able to kind of figure out some of what the objectives were and i was able to actually do some of those things and then i even triggered a multi-ball one time which obviously that's like the funnest thing you can do is when you get like six or more balls flying around on the pinball machine and you're like slapping them all around and you feel like you're getting all these points and really reality i'm probably not getting a lot of points (laughs) at all but um it was a lot of fun
0: That's actually really good. I want to ask a question about that later when we get back into pinball. So, uh, well, that's cool. Like I I need to get down to Portland and try it or or we need to all take a trip to Chicago and visit your your,
2: galloping ghost. The
0: mecca of of arcades in Chicago. I I found out that it's really expensive for me to fly to Indiana to see Hans, but it's really inexpensive for me to fly to Chicago. (laughs) So we'll fly around a car. It'll be great. Uh, I, I could meet you in Chicago and take you on a tour. Perfect. That's exactly what we need to do. We'll get some good pizza. We'll play some good games. I like that games. idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for this.
2: Uh, There's a lot of really good arcades in Chicago, and there are Stern, because they're in Chicago, they work with a place called Logan Arcade, and we'll put a lot of... Uh, their game's there for tests. So you'll oh. see pinball machines sometimes that aren't even out yet there. Dude, that's so cool. I love that so much.
0: Cool. Um, so let's get into uh, news. Uh, Dylan's here. Can you, can you news us? <gasps> news! Perfect. <Whoa>. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we did that last time. I forget. Anyway, uh, that's a throwback to our normal podcast if you don't listen to that. Anyway, it uh, looks like Arcade what up cabinets have been delayed and have problems. Uh, so is October
2: 16th the the new date of release? Well, it is, except so in in September, I got a note saying, hey, your cabinet's delayed because I've ordered one of these. And then the Facebook exploded on their, on their Facebook page. Everyone was delayed. But then it turns out a lot of places like Walmart started selling them on the street date anyways. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. So there are a lot of us with pre-orders that don't get ours, but Walmart's put them out on the floor. So there are a lot of these in the wild, and that's why you're seeing these problems now, um, it turns out the control panel, they put the wrong kind of ink on the control panel. So, like, after two or three plays, your hand's oil will uh, dissolve the paint. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So they they have now said, if you have this problem, take a picture of it, send it to us. We'll send you a plexiglass cover for that that has the art installed on the underneath of it, like a lot of arcade games in the real world do. So that'll fix that. It's kind of a bummer that you have to send in to get it. But... Yeah.
0: Um, so presumably no. the one you ordered then will actually come with that plexiglass
2: pre-installed. Well, so I asked that, and they said maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not a terrific uh, sign. <laughs> no, it's not. We'll see. So, I, and then I asked, well, you know, since this is a problem, you can see I have one pre-ordered. Go ahead and send me the plexiglass now. They didn't like that and said no. So.
1: Yeah, please send me the thing so I can send it back to you, so you can send the thing oh, back what a to pain. me. That's yeah. so, so you so, think
2: you're getting yours in, in about a week then? It's supposedly, my the one from Best Buy should be here in a week. We'll see. Crazy. Now, the horrible thing is the day it gets here, I'm supposed to leave for three weeks. Oh, that sucks. Ooh. Well,
1: we uh, but
2: so the other problem is there's a huge bug in Gauntlet where you can't get past level 32. So if you buy the Gauntlet cabinet that is the Rampage cabinet that I know Dylan was like, ooh,
1: Rampage. Yeah, that's definitely...
0: I mean, um, the good news for me is I can't get to level 32 of Gauntlet, so this is not a problem. But yeah. for others that are actually skilled, yeah. Is, and is that something that's just... Um, is it like an emulation bug or – I mean because I presume that that doesn't exist elsewhere or – No,
2: it is it is a bug in their code and you actually have to take out the, the CPU they send you and send it back and they'll send you a new one that's fixed.
1: Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. So, Crazy. Yeah, it's not
2: something you can fix over the internet or it's it, – I was hoping these things would be Wi-Fi enabled and yeah. they'd sell me DLC.
0: <laughs> the, yeah. One of the very few times you actually want them to sell you DLC.
2: Exactly, um, but no, it's not so much. So, oh. and then I guess there've been a bunch of them. These are all flat packed, so shipping errors have happened, yeah. and pieces of parts, and you know, this is a new company. They're doing a neat thing. I like what they're doing. I just wish they were doing it a little better. Yeah, some kind
0: of growing pains. Is this kind of Arcade One Up's first big push into real life?
2: I think this is. Yeah,
0: they came from nowhere, so oh. this is just you know, you know, and I guess so, if, I, the thing you never know with the internet these days is. You you hear all the time, it's kind of like every time a new iPhone releases, you know, the world blows up. Oh, my God, iPhones are broken. And you realize, hey, you know, they probably sold, you know, how many million of these? And if if 1% of a million or if half a percent of a million or, you know, a quarter of a, of a million, that's still so like thousands and thousands of people. So, you know, it very well may be that these guys, you know, they sold, you know, however many thousand of them and 1% of them are bad. And that's actually not a terrible percentage, but because of the way the Internet works, too, You know, people are vocal and people are mad, and people you 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 rarely hear the people that are like super happy and got home and it was great. You hear about
2: the people that are pissed off and stuff. Most definitely, that's a so on our next episode, I hope to review this thing. I
0: think you need to shoot some video of this thing and we'll put it on our Facebook page. Well, I'm happy to do that too. I mean, and so I guess the question is: is the grand unveiling of the arcade One Up cabinet? Is it is it Extra Life? Pretty close, right? At
2: this point, yeah. Are you gonna have time to put it together before Extra Life? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll okay. be home for a week before Extra Life. So Perfect. I can do that, no problem. All right, cool. Well, Hansi, That's a good idea. We'll do that.
1: Yeah. It. Yeah,
0: that'd that's, be fun. That'll be good. All right. So, next up, we talked about this a little bit, I think, last episode, but uh, the Williams tables are coming to Pinball FX3 tomorrow.
2: Yeah. So, well, October 9th. Let's say. <laughs> uh, t- tomorrow for us that live in the past. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, so, what that means is if you have Pinball FX3, Pinball FX3 is free. Download it on Steam. It comes with a table or two for free, no problem. Um, and then tomorrow, Fishtails, a, a very well-rated and classic game, a Williams game, will be for free as well. And then for 10 bucks, you get uh, The Getaway, High Speed 2, Medieval Madness, and Junkyard. And those three other games are super high-rated, old-school Williams titles. And they promise to put out a bunch more of these. Um, I just wanted to mention this again because it's tomorrow. Is, I'm
0: so do you know how long Fishtails is going to be free for? It's not just like a just tomorrow thing, is it? No,
2: I think it's forever.
0: Oh, wow. Very cool. All right. well, Just
2: I'll like su- the other two tables.
0: I'll make sure to post about that tomorrow. I, You know, I've been meaning to download this ever since we talked last time, and I have not done it, but I really want to. I've played a little bit of pinball here and there over the last like month or two, and I absolutely forgot how much I adore pinball. So since I, I have no space to put a real pinball machine in my house, and I don't have like ready access to a table anywhere. I think that this might be the the next way to do it. I, I used to love it sounds really goofy, but I had a buddy who had one of those um like pirated 501 uh NES or SNES cartridges that you used to be able to like buy it, like swap meats that they'd import from China and stuff. And it had the original NES pinball on it. I used to play that all the time. It was it was a pinball machine that actually had like two screen levels. So when you're playing at the bottom, if you hit it up high enough you'd actually go up to like another level on it because the screens were such a wacky shape. It was, I was, I played a ton of
2: that game. So I need to, I need to grab this and try it out. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I play it quite often. I actually will talk about it later in the questions, but the Bethesda tables, the fallout and Skyrim tables are a blast. Oh, and So how much does something like, how, how much does an extra table like that cost? I think you get the Bethesda pack, which has a Skyrim table, a Doom table, and a uh, Fallout table, Fallout 4, for 10 bucks. See, that's such a great—oh, that's
0: very exciting to me. I think it's really cool that the base game is actually free, too, that they they give you the— it's, it's like how they tell you that drugs are always going to be like, you know, someone's going to give you the first one for free, and then you have to buy the other pinball tables. So, all right. Yeah, Pinball
2: FX is a really cool thing because if you build a virtual pinball machine— it, that, it will actually support that. So you can turn a monitor on its side. Yeah. It will support two or three monitors. It's it's a really diverse, uh,
0: not diverse. So with just a single screen, can I do that? Like, I don't know if my monitor plays oh, yeah. sideways.
2: Oh. Yes, yeah, so you can turn your monitor sideways and play on a single screen too. Yeah.
0: I'm going to have to go. Or, on.
2: Cliff, you have the VR. I do. I need to try yeah. that too. Does it support VR out of the box? The Pinball FX2 does. There's a Pinball FX2 VR. That you need to try.
0: All right, so that that'll be my my mission between now and uh, the next time we uh, we all get together is I'll try I'll try some VR pinball. Give it a go. Yes, please. All right, so now we're going to talk about uh, the PS One Classic. Uh,
2: well, so you guys have talked about that already. We right? have. So and everyone's decided it stinks, and I kind of agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> that does seem to be the overwhelming. Uh, I smell poo. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but. I was excited the same day they talked about the PS one classic. It kind of slipped in that there's trademarks out there now for the N64 classic, yeah. which I'm excited
0: for. That excites me. It's really funny because like the, the, the reason I'm kind of bummed about the PS one classic or the reason I think it's stupid is like, you could, I think you can already get PS one games, like PS one games play on the PS four, I believe like natively, I'm, you know, my brother talked to me about this and I wish I could remember the exact, exact way it works, but I'm like, I think I already have the ability to play, PS1 games. Maybe, I, maybe the PS3 plays PS1 games. Does that sound right? The
1: PS2 for sure I know did. the PS2
0: did, and I think the PS3 did too.
1: But only some versions of the PS3 were... Were backwards compatible, compatible with the PS2. But, I right, think the PS3 will play
0: any PS1 game, and some PS3s will play PS2 games so like i was already like like i said (laughs) i know it's super confusing but that was the problem i was was like well this is stupid why why do i want to pay for something i already have or or even more appropriately why do i want to pay for something that could just go on ps now but the n64 literally has the exact same thing i'm like why couldn't this just be on the
2: eShop? and i'm like but whatever i'll still pay for it that'll be fine (laughs) yeah and then also sega announced the mega drive classic i don't know if you talked about that in the genesis classic You know,
0: I want to say we talked about that briefly. It might have been – we've talked about it somewhere. It might have been in the release schedule for this month. So so I guess the question – Well, it got delayed. Oh,
2: well, oh, yeah, until 2019? Yeah, they couldn't make it for Christmas. I guess the – from what I understand, the uh, launcher is terrible, and they decided to go back and rewrite the whole thing. Wow, that's crazy.
0: Well, that's a bummer. Like, there's some interesting games in that that I was, like – at least passively excited about. So, oh, well. Um So I guess the question with an N64 classic, assuming that this exists, and I can't... There's no part of me that doesn't believe that an N64 classic doesn't exist. Like, what's your what's your, what's your, your games that you want to see on that? I mean, like, GoldenEye I mean, is probably the first one that comes to everyone's mind, but GoldenEye... Yeah, you really terrible. don't want to play that. No one that. wants to play that game.
1: I mean, you want to play... Mario 64, you want to play like the Mario Kart, you want to play Banjo-Kazooie, you want to play Donkey Kong 64. Um,
2: Dylan's hitting all the ones I would say. I mean, I have played
1: none of those. I mean, that was a, to me, that was kind of a golden era for sure of. uh,
2: Gauntlet Legends was really good on the N64. It required the memory card and it was great. It's it's really strange for
0: me because my knowledge of the N64 era was I didn't own one. I just barely gotten married. Like I got married 2 months before that system came out. So I got married, moved out, my brother got one for Christmas and I played maybe maybe a half hour of Goldeneye and that yeah. might be the only thing I've ever played on that system. I it just it was a time where I didn't have the money to go buy one and I was super busy being a newlywed and just I miss that system completely. And I've played a little bit of it, like, emulated here and there. But, I mean, my total N64 playtime is probably under 10 hours, which is nuts. It's such a – I miss so many good games. That's so disappointing. So I'd actually be very interested in this existing. I would probably buy one, assuming that – I mean, I guess the thing is you kind of think that they've set a bar here. When the PlayStation 1 Classic can come out for 100 bucks. I don't think – anything really can come out for more than that, even though the N64 has those, like, wacky-do controllers that they would have to give you. You'd have to get one of right. the, the Tridents. Um, so, I, I don't know. I'm still really I'm, – I'm very excited about it, but what do you think? Do you think if it does exist – like, it, they're not going to – it's too late to launch it for this year. Do they do, like, a mid-year launch, or do they save that for Christmas next year? Or do you think they do like they did with the uh, NES Classic and kind of do both, where they – Launch it in the spring, Initial and then, and then the- launch it again in the the winter after they, you know, have a hardware shortage.
2: I I would think that they will try to beat Sega to the yeah. punch.
0: Does that even matter, though? I mean, like, does anyone really care?
2: No, but well, I mean, someone Some corporate flunky cares. True. So
0: yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting, and and so no 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 release in the Me- now the Mega Drive Classic was that was that a, a complete? I, I'm trying to remember. Was that a complete console like that as well? Yeah, it was the
2: same thing as the NES. Maybe we didn't talk Except about that. I think we
0: talked games. about it seems like the mega there's a bunch of Mega Drive games coming out for the Switch, I wanna say. Like there's a big collection of of Sega stuff. So maybe
2: that's what we're talking about The Capcom fighters were pretty big on the Sega too. So yeah. things like that. Oh, there
0: was so, yeah, and you know, there was some good stuff on the, the Sega. I really enjoyed a lot of the Sonic games and they had some great sports games back in the day. So I guess we'll see. Um do you wanna talk uh do you wanna talk pinball? We're just going to sit back and we're going to let Hans talk for like a half um, hour.
2: I wasn't going to give a half hour, but so pinball is <laughs> interesting because pinball died when video games came out, right? When the arcades came out, you know, arcade games came out. So is so, that the way it but,
0: worked? I mean, like pinball was bigger in the like, say 70s and or 60s and 70s? Oh,
2: the 40s and 50s. Really? Actually, you know, there was wooden rail. Very, you know, it was all mechanical. There was no electronics in it at all. But it was, it started out way back in even the 30s at some point. You know, some people say bocce. You know, the bocce ball yeah. is like the first version of pinball.
0: So, so um, I'm, I'm gonna guess, and I'm just gonna throw this out here. It's, it's completely unrelated. But I would bet at some time in the 30s or 40s there was some sort of moral panic about kids playing
2: pinball and being a bad influence and it's it's worse than that actually so (laughs) around the time of prohibition and you know the gambling devices were bad too right so you know and then later in the 50s 60s and 70s um and i'll talk a, a specific instance in my state uh pinball machines were used for gambling right you couldn't have a you know a slot machine say in indiana but you could have a pinball machine in the the, the bartender would, oh, you got the high score? Here's 20 bucks. Or really? Yeah, so they, got, they were considered gambling devices in a lot of states for a very long time and banned. Um, we have a city in uh, Indiana called Kokomo. They just last year, or in 2016, they took that re- uh, law off the books. That's crazy. That they could, yeah, they had a law that said, oh, I got to read it from you. It's kind of awesome. It says, the mechanism tends against peace and good order it, it will encourage vice and immorality and constitutes a nuisance <laughs> wow that's
0: absolutely amazing <laughs> i understand yeah. there's another city there that you have that has a pool table and that starts with p it rhymes with T. i don't know something like that no what No. i'm just talking about the music man it's all good <laughs> anyway that is absolutely insane Um, so, but I mean, like, it almost doesn't even make sense too. like being a game of skill, like you wouldn't think that would ever be a a gambling, but I guess, you know, I guess if you can gamble with like, you know, counter-strike
2: skins, you can gamble
0: with uh, pinball somehow. So
2: it was just, it was a really strange time in our history. Right. So, but so yeah, pinball was, it it was very big, you know, bars and everyone had them. There were, um, in the seventies, electromechanical came along. So you actually had the late seventies, you had scoreboard, you know led scoreboards and things like that and pinballs were getting really cool and really awesome and there's a lot of really good early 80s pinballs and then arcades killed them uh, the reason arcades killed them is because i don't know if i've ever showed you a picture of a bottom of a pinball machine it's insane they are nightmares to maintain yeah right because not only do you have all the electronics that goes in there but you you have a metal ball slamming around a wooden play field yep right just tearing it to pieces. So the, the amount of maintenance you have to maintain is high. And then all these arcade operators saw these devices come out. that was basically a TV, a board, and some joysticks, Yep. you know, very easy to maintain. They were like, oh, forget these pinball machines. And arcades kind of killed them in the, in the, in the mid-'80s. Um, and there were a number of companies that kind of tried to hold on, you know, uh, Williams and Bally. And Stern was around for a while. Then Stern turned into Sega Pinball. Um but through most of the eighties, pinball just you know it was kind of limping along, and then, in the early nineties um Stern and Sega got together it was like it released as Sega, and a few other companies uh started putting out adams family and yeah. things like that Twilight so, things family. based on i p and that started selling again right they're like oh, an Adams family pinball. I'm going to play that because I like the movie, or a Twilight Zone pinball. I'm going to play that because I like the movie. Um, and that really kind of brought back pinball for a while there in the 90s, and then it died again when everything <laughs> crashed. And But, you know, I mean, always the arcade guys even love pinball, right? The Atari 2600 had pinball. Yeah. Right? The Windows 90-whatever, 98, had pinball. pinball I too, played right? so much of that game, oh, so much of that game. Ugh. I mean, so... All these, you know, there's always been a love of pinball there, and now we're in this era in the last four or five years where now we have three or four fairly large pinball companies. Stern has made a big resurgence. We have a guy in New Jersey, uh, Jersey Jack. He's done the Wizard of Oz pinball machine. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um, It is very cool. He's doing, uh, they made their own IP called Dialed In, and then they've also got a pinball machine uh, after Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, very cool. It's come out. That one's really cool because it actually has a uh, uh, um, a ship's deck that moves back and forth on you <laughs> to mess with the pinball. That's But amazing. you know, it was it was one of those things where the the technology kind of caught up where the, the and they came up with new things to do with pinballs. Like right in the seventies and early eighties, you didn't have ramps or you know things that would spit the pinball back at you. Right, sure. you were just shooting at targets and bumpers. And now they have all kinds of things. I was going to tell Dylan the, the first rule of pinball is you always shoot at what's blinking. If there's a blinking light, shoot at it.
1: Um, that's really helpful. Actually,
2: that's all you do. If you see a ramp that's blinking, shoot at that ramp, right? I mean, that's, there's a lot more to it, but that, that'll get you some good points at least get you advanced. And then, you know, and nowadays, and even in the nineties, all of these games started to have story modes, right? in a way right you play through the story and as you advance through the game you would get higher and higher points so and i think pinball is still one of those things that you know you don't have uh insert a quarter to continue i never really thought about that
0: yeah it is kind of a so a pinball's a roguelike essentially
2: yeah no well yeah and you you high score competition right yeah I can't do that with half of my video games because Tron, for instance, you know, I can put in another quarter to continue in yeah. that, you know, yeah. that's not fun.
0: <laughs> so I guess, like, I have a multitude of questions now. Um, oh, yeah. At least both of you said you had questions. So I guess, first off, like, have you ever actually, I mean, do do old pinball machines exist? Like, are is there, like, have you seen, like, you know, a 40s, 50s, 60s pinball machine?
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, There's uh, actually in Las Vegas, there's a really amazing museum. and Actually, a lot of states, there's some really good museums. But in Las Vegas, there's the Pinball Hall of Fame oh, very that great. has machines all the way back to forever. Um, one of my son's favorite games is from the very late 70s. Um, it's called Fireball. And one of my friends owns that, and it's super fun. Um, it actually has a spinning wheel, a disc in the middle of the play field that, you know, your pinball oh. just goes...
1: I remember seeing show. something like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Like I, 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 I knew they were older than that, but I had no idea that they went back that far. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to poke around and see if we have. We actually have a huge pinball show here every fall. No, it's every spring. Spring, I want to say, and I've missed it the last two years just because I ended up having to be other places. But I'm gonna have to try and catch that this year because that would be. They bring in like thousands of pinball machines, so
2: they're a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, so. Obviously, you know, it died the first time because of kind of like maintenance problems. Is that something that is less of a problem now because of like newer materials or is it still an issue?
2: It uh, The materials kind of help, but it is still an issue, right? I mean, we've still got a metal ball banging around a wooden play field. There are, you know, plastic parts now that are just as brittle as wood, if not worse, yeah. right? So, I mean, they're, yes and no. I mean, I think it's, it's harder to work. It's the same hardness to work on, but parts are more available maybe because of the internet. Yep. Um, so I don't have to write back in a catalog and say, I need this part for this. Please give it to me in three weeks. Right. You just go to someone's website and
0: order it and it ships FedEx and you get it, you know, a day or two.
2: Interesting. Do you,
0: so obviously with things like pinball effects, it's possible to create entirely digital pinball machines. Um, and, and arguably probably easier. Um, the experience isn't really the same, um, and obviously there are parts of the experience that are worse and some that could be better. Do you think there's a reason that we haven't seen, like, big arcades um, actually invest in, like, 100% video-based pinball? Because, I mean, like, I would play that. I think that would be a really interesting way to play pinball. Um, but, I, I mean, and it, I, my guess is that they do exist, but I've, I've never seen one. It seems like that would be something you'd see at a Dave and busters or a game works or uh something like that, that doesn't have maybe the staff to maintain a, you know, full set of
2: actual pinball machines. I think there's, you know, it, so a lot of it, and honestly pinball effects is helping this quite a bit. A lot of it is the virtual pinball kind of thing that you're talking about. It's kind of like MAME. Oh, sure. So you have licensing issues and if you put that out in the real world, maybe people will have trouble with it. Um, also, I think it really is, I mean, there's a reason I love arcades and there's a reason I love pinball. And for pinball, it's a very physical experience, yeah. right? Like you talked about, you bash the cabinet, you move it around, you're hunched over the thing. And virtual pinball, it's very hard to get that kind of physical movement. You can do it. There are ways to do it, it but it's...
0: It just seems like with, with things like gyroscopes and, um, you know, impact sensors and stuff that you could probably replicate... I mean, obviously, you're never going to replicate everything, but you could replicate a lot of the pinball experience. And I mean, I think if I saw a row of super cool, very blinky, very attractive, you know, video pinball machines, that that would be something that that I would want to play and I would think that a lot of people my age would want to play with their kids and like, Oh my gosh, come look at this thing. Well, especially if you're pulling in the doom pinball machine and the Skyrim pinball machine and the fall, you know, all these other licensed things that people are familiar with. So you, you kind of mix the familiar with the unfamiliar. I mean, my kid's 11 and he adores pinball. He wants to play it everywhere we go, but it's just not, there aren't that many pinball machines places where we go. So I am guess I'm just more surprised with that technology existing that we don't see more of those kind of video based pinball machines that that might be a little easier for especially big commercial places like a Dave and Buster's to to actually install and use. So, I, I think you've got a million dollar idea. Exa- you don't know how many million dollar <laughs> ideas I have. So smart. Every single episode we come up with a million dollar. I should have millions of dollars. Unfortunately, I don't. I only so have about 10. I got 10 but... bucks. Anyway, interesting. Well, cool. What uh what else what do you, do you have questions? You have some questions, Dylan?
1: Yeah, I mean I just kind of want to say like I think why I like pinball so much is because it is kind of that hybrid experience. It's like a video game, but with a physical element. Yeah which is cool. So, I mean, I could see how it might be a challenge to really sell people on completely sure. virtual pinball, but I think at the same time, I think there might be some really cool stuff you could as well yeah, do with right? that. Um, there's well, a lot stuff more. That you can't do on a physical exactly, pinball Exactly, and I think that yeah. would be the key to having success in that. It's like you can introduce completely random elements or the machine could change when you yeah. enter this other sequence or uh, something. Like, there's, there's opportunity there. There's something there. there. But Just, yeah. Yeah. And
2: you know, that's the, the, like I said, the fallout table is one of my favorites now on pinball FX and that it does things like that, right. Yeah. It reacts and changes completely, you know, your table changes and your play field changes and that you can't do that in a physical. I mean, like I said, some people are trying with the, you know, the, uh, excuse me, Jersey Jack and they're, you know, they've got a wobbling ship's deck, you know, so they're yeah. working on it, but yeah, I don't think it'll ever be to that level. Although, you know, it's easy to buy an arcade cabinet that's been gutted, put an LCD in it, and spend 50 bucks on a 60-in-1 yeah. uh, arcade, whereas with the, you know a pinball, a virtual pinball machine, that's a lot more work and a lot more money as well. Yeah. But like you said, Dave and Buster's, they could get away with something right? like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like I play some of these games on the Switch, when they have that really nice feedback in those joy cons. Like there's certain technology there though, that can really give you just really interesting experiences with what we can do with like vibrations yeah. and stuff like that. Um, I, I
0: tell you, I think there's something here. It's just, I mean, I can't do anything about it, but somebody uh, smarter than me sure, certainly can. Um,
2: I think some of the, is the the reason we're having this resurgence in the last few years. And it kind of is why my hobbies gotten more expensive is because there are barcades, right? Yeah. People our age want to go to a bar, have a beer and play video games yep. or want to play pinball and the, the pinball machines you can stand around. And like I said, it's that high score competition, you know, and you're just having a good time. It's very physical. It's very loud. I don't think, you know, even with the best speakers, you're not going to replicate the sound some of those pinball machines no, makes.
0: No, there's that is very true. The physical like the, the sound of a ball hitting, you know, a bumper, the sound of the, the bumpers punching around and, and that stuff is a very unique sound. So yeah. that's that's fair. That's fair.
1: Um, Kind of what I've been wondering, though, um, and just telling me that shoot the ball at the blinking lights, which is, I mean, slightly intuitive, I guess, if you would think about it, but to hear someone say it, like, it's a big help. But is there generally, like, certain objectives that are universal to pinball machines, or is that something that's completely dependent on... Because, um, I mean, uh, you, you you recognize certain things when you go game to game. There's holes that the ball go into. There's ramps. There's the little, I mean, they're, I don't know what you would even call them. but little bumper things? Like bumpers, but there's also like. The things you knock down. The things or, you yeah. knock down. I don't know what you would call them. Drop those. targets. Drop, target, Drop targets. See, like there's names for these things, obviously. So I'm just kind of like wondering what those things are and if sometimes there's. Like, what to what is there to know about those things?
0: And I would even take that a step further. Like, if before I go into an arcade, is there, like, the Wikipedia of pinball machines that I could go and go, like, they're like, okay, so here's the stuff you need to do to to do well at this pinball machine.
2: Um. So, first thing, uh, yes, every game is different. So, no, I can't give you, other than just shoot at the blinky lights, it's really hard to say <laughs> yeah. exactly what to do. Um, there is, thank goodness for the internet and YouTube, um, there is a huge pinball league in the United States called Papa, uh, P-A-P-A. And if you go to YouTube and search Papa Pinball, P-A-P-A Pinball, there are not only uh, like basic pinball skills, like how to do flipper passes and things like that, uh, which are great videos, like two minute, like, hey, learn how to do this and it'll make you, you know, 10% better at playing pinball. But then there is also, on that site, they will actually play through a game and show you the rule set and nice. say, here's how you... Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so, yeah, spend some time on YouTube. If you get into a game, if you really like South Park, South Park is a well-designed game. It's a very fun game. Um, it's worth checking out on YouTube. Now, it's interesting. You, you mentioned Deadpool. Like, you always drain all the time. Um, Stern, lately the people that made Deadpool and they've made Ghostbusters and Guardians of the Galaxy and some of my favorite games and some of the games I own um they have been making fast playing pinball machines Ghostbusters for instance is one of the fastest pinball machines it'll drain a lot if you're not very careful with it I guess you know Mm -hmm. and going you know and I've owned this game for three years and I'm still not very good at it right (laughs) so but But going to YouTube and watching a half hour video or a 15 minute video on how to do this, you know, that made me a better player, you know, back to what Cliff said, though, I love to have some of the guys that compete, you know, that I know around here in pinball tournaments come over to my house and I just love to watch them. I don't even want to play. I just want to watch how they control the ball, how they push the cabinet, you know, what happens when they jar the cabinet this way or that way or, you know, and watching them play the rule set fairly deeply makes me a better player.
1: Yeah. That's pretty neat. Like I and something I, you wouldn't really, I wouldn't think about being a, a very novice at it. So,
2: you know, I mean, that's the, you know, it's like, you know, I could stand and watch Billy Mitchell play Donkey Kong for eight hours and probably not learn very much. Right. Because it's up, down, left, right. And there's a jump button. Yep. It's, that's just like innate skill with pinball. I can learn a lot and become a better player by watching someone and how they, you know, work the game.
1: Yeah, yep. I think there's a lot of discovery because there is that mechanical element to it. Yep. Um it's not 100% like precise like a video game. Like there's uh, weird things can happen um anytime a a ball is bouncing around a a, a space. space like yeah. that. Um yeah. but I think that's what makes it really cool. But I was noticing like and I think maybe it was an interesting juxtaposition playing South Park and then going to Deadpool where the South Park game was like I felt like those balls were lasting forever. Um, for whatever reason, like, I felt very confident playing the game. Um, I noticed that, like, I'd hit the ball into these holes, which I think were kind of supposed to be toilets. There's um, <laughs> kind of a poop theme going on, and it would say, like, of course there was. get three more Cartmans or whatever, so I would have to hit it in the hole in front of Cartman, and by doing that, I was able to trigger something. I don't exactly know what it was because it's very hard to keep an eye on that screen to know, like, what am I actually doing? What am I supposed to be doing while actually playing pinball? Um, But I I was able to notice that there were some of those objectives happening, and I was actually doing them and could achieve them. Um, And then jumping straight over to Deadpool, it was like the ball would fly out and go whoop, 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 and, like, my game was over, and it (laughs) didn't last, like, two minutes um, compared to probably the seven to ten minutes I was playing South Park um, and got – like extra balls and multi balls and all this fun stuff that made the game really enjoyable. And to me, it like seemed like it was a very well-designed game. And I was just happy that it was South park being something that I loved so much. because initially that's, what's going to attract me to a machine is I'm going to go play Simpsons or, or South park or Lord of the Rings, or they have all these cool skins on them. It's like, that's what I'm going to play the game. I don't know if it's going to be good or not. So
0: See, now that I think about this, it'll make sense. He hates regular Deadpool too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So well, I, I tried I it though. I didn't just say I'm sure. not trying it cause that it's Deadpool. True. Fair enough. <laughs> um,
2: but th- you know, that's the joy, right? Every pinball machine is different, right? I mean, if I go to a joust, every joust is the same, yeah. right? Or if I go, you know, whatever, but I mean, every arcade game is different too, but I just think it's, it, it, the pinball machines are extra different. Yeah. I, guess,
0: I think the thing about pinball too, is that it's been the experience for me is I, I used to play it a ton when I was like in high school. Um, there's a nickel arcade by my house that had probably oh, I don't 20 different pinball machines probably. And and now that I, knowing what I know today, I did not nearly take as much advantage of that as I probably should have. Um, but I used to play the, the Tommy pinball machine all the time. I love that pinball machine and it didn't matter. Like I, I don't think any two runs I ever had were ever the same. And I could have one where I played for 15 minutes and one that I played for 15 seconds. Like I, it just wasn't it was completely random for me so you know um do you have anything else uh, you want to talk about pinball we we're, were going to talk about uh, new games inspired by pinball but do you have anything else before we get there
2: i don't think so i mean i'm happy to talk about it anytime but i mean that was
1: the quick history so yeah, that was good go stuff
0: into, like, i i learned three or four hours i learned a lot during this podcast which is weird because i'm on it
1: um, but uh, <laughs> i think i have one more, qu- one like, more question. like is there a pinball game like like the quintessential ultimate pinball game like what is that
2: well so you know all all of us are all very jaded we're all you know 40 something 50 something 60 something there are a lot of people that will pick an era of pinball machine there are some people that like the 70s games more than the 90s games or whatever but if you look at like the pinball top 20 voted you know like on on, you know different websites usually adam's family will be number one twilight zone is number two um, uh, actually, high speed. One of the games that's in the first Williams pack on Pinball FX3 is very highly rated. Um, there's a game called uh, uh, something Gophers, No More Go or Darn Gophers or something like that. I always forget its name, but it's yeah. I think I saw that one.
1: I think that that one might be it. Ground No pickle. good
2: gophers. That's what it
1: is. The Adams family is so that's so fun. That's really I interesting that, that that would be the pick. Like yeah. I was guessing it might be some like obscure thing like earthquake <laughs> jungle. No, volcano it's or, like, i don't know like cause, um, cause, like i'm really Stargate, familiar, like there hasn't really been a, high up there
2: yeah
1: there's not a lot so. of games that i've ever seen or remembered seeing that weren't based on an ip just yeah. like being someone who lived yeah. through an era where i'm sure most of them most new ones were based on yeah. something um so i was kind of expecting so I'm, a, a different i'm going aspect.
2: to the pin side top 100 games So Pinside is a big, Pinside.com is a big pinball forum world where you go for, you know, all your pin. And they're saying right now Medieval Madness is actually the highest rated game, which is actually not based on an IP, which is kind of interesting. So it's just, you know, made up. It's a lot of fun. Lord of the Rings comes in at six. So that, you know, fairly recent. Indiana Jones comes in at 11. Oh,
0: that one's good too.
2: Um, Oh, Star Trek The Next Generation is super good. If you ever see a Star Trek The Next Generation, play it. Even if you don't like Star Trek, that game is just very well designed. What's uh, So what's the top five? Do they do they list it out that way? The top five, I don't know if I agree with this, but huh. because some of these are new, let me see if I can find a better one. But sure. right now they say the top five are Medieval Madness, which I agree with. Attack from Mars, which is also a ridiculously good game. Uh, but then they have Iron Maiden, the new Stern game that yeah, came yeah. out right before Daredevil. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, And then Monster Bash and then Twilight Zone. And I agree with that top five minus Iron Maiden. Sure. Uh, Metallica's in the top ten. Metallica's super fun. I've
0: seen video of that. It looks just incredible.
1: I think there's a certain wow factor that you can probably create nowadays, too. Like, when you make a new game, it's like, you could tell the Deadpool game, like, that was a very attractive-looking game, and I'm sure that goes a long way. Um, But Yeah,
2: Zombie Yeti, uh, he's an artist. His... Artist name is Zombie Yeti, and he does a lot of the new artwork, and it is just spectacular artwork. That's cool.
0: All right, well, I'm going to talk real fast about a couple of new games that I've played that have been kind of inspired by this pinball revival, and then we'll get right into questions because we're running out of time. Is uh, it a pinball on the Atari 2600? Was there really? Yeah. Huh, interesting. You play it. It's awesome. So a couple of games that I played recently that are very pinball inspired, and I kind of think that maybe wouldn't have existed if pinball hadn't kind of resurge a little bit. Um, one was Yoku's Island Express, and I played it on uh, the Switch, but it's available everywhere, I think. And it's a, a platformer mixed with pinball um, where you play as a dung beetle, which is important because he's got to carry around a essentially a pinball with him everywhere he goes. Um, and you play kind of normal platforming levels until you get to these very pinball centric puzzles where you have to do all the things you have to do in a pinball, you know, machine hit certain areas to unlock other certain things. And you squish these slug things to open up other areas of the pinball uh, level you're playing on. It's a very, very, very unique game that I really, really liked. I actually beat it. It's like five or six hours long, Um, really unique story, but also just like the addition of pinball took it from being what I would think would be kind of a cute, but generic platformer to a really, really interesting game to play. It's actually on sale right now. It's probably going to do most people listening much good, but it's 40% off right now. Um, it's normally 20 bucks, so it's down to 12. Uh, but you can pick it up on sale quite a bit uh, as well. So that's on Steam. Um, and then the other I played at uh, PAX West this year, and it's not out until next March, but it's called Zombie Rollers. and It's actually a tower defense game. So um, you're sitting there and zombies come at you. Um, but the at you is actually uh, oh, a very so medieval-looking cool. uh like pinball machine where a ball kind of falls in, and then you use these kind of medieval-looking pushers to actually push the ball at the zombies that are attacking you. So you defend your towers via pinball. It's really, really unique, and uh, I, I, a game that I thought was really cool and I can almost guarantee you is going to fly right under the radar because the dude making it appears to have absolutely no marketing skills whatsoever. Um, like doesn't, there's no website for it. There's very little information, but uh, it's very, very cool. Um, we actually got a key for it um, that I gave to Vinny. So Vinny's going to try it out for us and let us know how that is. So Pinball Rollers was, or I'm sorry, Zombie Rollers was cool and Yokos Island Express were both new pinball games. that will kind of give you that buzz if you don't want to play something on a, on a big actual pinball machine or even the, uh, the pinball effects. So anywho, should we do some questions? Sure. I love questions. Oh, I love questions. So we have uh we have two questions from Joe Pinball. Should we back to back these just for for the sake Joe of Joe Pinball? Joe Pinball. Joe <laughs> Coleslaw. I you. got pinball on my name. on my head. <laughs> Anyway.
1: Ay, ay, yeah.
0: Boy, this is why we'd let Adam do this. Uh Joe Coleslaw, what is your favorite retro soundtrack? Now he he said mm-hmm. he asked that and you just answered him, um, Hans, which is which is only upsetting because all the time I'm like, it's uh and you're like, no, only on the show. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So what is, what is your answer? Um, so honestly, I would probably have to go with the command and conquer soundtrack. I'm going to consider that retro cause it's longer than 20 Close years. enough. Yeah. But Castlevania, the oh, first Castlevania.
0: Right. And and like, I personally would have a really hard time choosing between like the, the three that are for me is Castlevania is one of them because man, I hear that. Oh, it's so, it, it's such a good call out. Um, a link to the past is a big one for me too. Um, but then Final Fantasy 6 or 3, depending on where you live, um, is is another one for me that is so evocative of a time for me. Um, I remember being sick one time, and for some reason, like, I'd I'd been playing Final Fantasy 3 and uh, just left it running, and I wasn't feeling very well, so I was, like, trying to take a nap, and I listened to, like, one song from that soundtrack for probably, like, four hours while I was, like, laying in bed sick, and it, that... Soundtrack still just kinda of gives me chills. It, it's just really good. So Dylan, do you have do you have a favorite?
1: It'd probably be Mega Man.
0: Oh Mega Man's really yeah. good. Mega Man's really good.
1: I always liked that whenever I popped it in like it. I don't know. It was just it's like that perfect sound to play that game to too. Yeah. So Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, that's real fair.
0: All right, uh, so the next Joe Coleslaw question is, if you could have any current-day IP turned into a pinball table, what would it be? Describe the board objective sound design. I'm, I'm not going to make you actually describe all those things um, because that sounds hard. But if you could take a current IP and turn it into a pinball machine, what do you think would make a good a good pinball game?
2: So the problem is they've done it already. Right. The Fallout table is incredible. Is it? Yeah, yeah it I'm is gonna, I'm real gonna,
0: fun. I'm buying that tonight. That's, just, that's it, something that's got to happen.
2: It is exactly like, I was like, man, Fallout, would, you know, and yes, they did it. So, and then also Ghostbusters, I wanted Ghostbusters forever and they did that too. And then I had to buy it. So, you know, <laughs> so be it. Um, but yeah, so they got me. I'm good. So you, why about you guys? You're in- <laughs> you have any ideas, Dylan?
1: Oh man. Like seeing how many different pinball games and yeah. like there's a Metallica table, there's an Iron Maiden table, there's a Indiana Jones table, Lord of the Rings. It's like it could be anything like i don't like what would i what would i even pick
2: speaking of it could be anything rumors are circulating today that the new stern table coming out is going to be the beatles
1: oh like it could be anything so it could be anything
2: i would
0: like a i think a pink floyd table would be very cool i'm a big big pink floyd fan and i can kind of see their music working really well within a pinball table it's kind of a little bit swirly, and so I could see something real rampy with uh with pink floyd um like other video game i p that I would like to see made into a pinball table or maybe a, even a movie um do they have uh do they have like uh m c uh uh m c u tables is there anything out from from the the marvel team
2: pinball f x has like twelve m c u tables
0: perfect I didn't know about them, so that's what i'm gonna say,
2: <laughs> yeah, and there's also there yeah, there's tons. There's an Iron Man table from Stern that's really good. There's a Marvel Superheroes table that yes, there's lots of. I can see that <laughs> being very, very
0: quippy. Good. Like you could do a lot of fun things with with uh How about is there a Simpsons table? There are
1: two Simpsons tables. Of course there are.
0: See so the the answer is is there's just no tables
2: left The to answer make. is
1: Simpsons did it. <laughs> yeah, Simpsons did it.
2: Yeah. I can so see So what, that. Dylan, you didn't choose yet though.
1: Um I think I would have to go with a music inspired table and it would be mastodon oh um i think based on their artwork and their like different concept albums um i think that you could design something really neat around their music and style and like there's that mythological twist you could tie in and have really neat stuff happening i'm just picturing that so i'm gonna i'm gonna go
0: like uh to what we've been listening all day today in our office, we've been listening to Primus. I think you could make a really cool oh, Primus yeah. table
1: too.
2: The could, artwork would be awesome. Right. Yeah. I could really get behind that. And
1: that's what I'm imagining. is just what is a killer visual that yeah. you can slap on a table? That's real
2: smart. Um,
0: all right. So uh, next up, a uh, question from Jacob Frank What was your favorite retro video game character? I, Dylan's, I think, is the same answer as his soundtrack
1: answer. Yeah. Like the Blue Bomber is. You,
0: you uh, want to hear something funny? Until I did a uh qte episode last week i had no idea that mega man was called the blue bomber
1: yeah Um, i don't know that was just my favorite game to play um when i was younger so it's good stuff um, i would have to i would have to go with that i think how about uh, how about you Hans? i think because i grew up in that era man it's got to be pac-man Ooh,
2: we had the serial the comic books the cartoons
1: the some pac-man cereal oh nothing would make me happier than that
0: <laughs> i love that so i'm trying to remember what, who my favorite character is because i don't remember his name which sounds really crappy um but in final fantasy 3 again um, which i'm going to go back to because i played that game so much and it had so many memorable memorable characters there was a character oh. and his name starts with an s and that doesn't help at all but that his his ability so you would cast a spell and then you could do, or, uh, you know, queue up an attack. And then he had, like, Final Fan, or not Final Fantasy, um, like, Street Fighter moves that you could do. And if you could pull off the combo, his attack would be better, um, which I always thought was such a cool. I was super into, like, JRPGs when I was a kid, and I always thought that was such a cool, like, way to make jrpgs which are kind of turn-based and not super dynamic more interesting i always loved that that character and i wish i could remember his name um besides that i was a i was a huge um like uh legend of zelda fan and so i always really liked um all of the characters that were in in those games too which is weird because i after like the 16-bit era i never played any of them so i don't know all right. Uh let's see. I changed my page, so now I don't know. Last question from our good friend Vinny, who is usually actually our first question on yeah. the Bite Me podcast, but we'll, now we're closing now it. Now we're closing it out with Vinny. Uh what is your highest score you've gotten in any retro game? How long did you play it and what motivated you to get it? Uh the motivation Vinny is always just to get the highest score. It's you know there there is no other motivation. So,
2: how about you, Hans? Oh man. I mean, I think it it Back in the day it was the game I could play on one quarter the longest, right? Yeah. You know, my parents all gave me 2 bucks to hang out in the mall for 2 hours while yep. they were shopping, so I'd go stand in front of Dig Dug or Pac-Man and just, you know, I could get a 20 minute game out of Pac-Man and get fairly high. I don't know what the score was, but that was that was my goal back then is yep. just to, you know, get more bang back. So for I your think buck. Pac-Man or Dig Dug. Yeah. Oh god, I love Dig Dug so I played
1: much. Dig Dug this weekend too and I was terrible. terrible. Such a great game.
2: Um
0: <laughs> For me, probably some of the biggest, like I I used to be able to beat Mario, um, like the first Mario just over and over and over and over and over again. I think I beat that game, I'm going to say 25 times in a row once. Um, Like, I mean, obviously you had continues, so who's to say, but I beat it a lot of times in a row. Um, and I used to be really, really good at Moon Patrol. Like those are—I I think the levels in mm. that are, are like alphabet-based, as I recall. They are. And I used they to be are. able to get really, really, really far into the alphabet on that one. Um, and actually, River Raid—I was really good at River Raid too. So, uh, but I don't have any of my high scores on those. I'm way too old to remember that far back, to be frank. So,
1: Dylan? Yeah, I don't. I can't. I couldn't pull an actual score out. But really, the only time i've even kind of kept track was because my one of my best friends has a donkey kong machine in Uh, their in their downstairs um and we would have kind of like donkey kong tournaments and everyone would come over and we'd just kind of play around and see who could get the highest but there was a long time running where i I worked my way up and i finally beat the high score on the machine and it stayed there for a while until the game probably reset itself at some point but i I can't remember at all what the score is but like after playing it enough like I found myself actually being able to get pretty deep into the game, where you move stage after stage after stage after stage, and see, actually see what what's actually past that first <laughs> that first screen. That's um, funny. So, That's perfect,
2: awesome. Well, I think we're so gonna real quick. Hold on. Yeah. Speaking of River Raid, just a funny thing. So, Activision made River Raid, right? Yeah. So, back in the day when you got your Atari, there was actually like a little slip in there, right? So, you would take a picture of your screen when you got your high score wait for it to print out at the printers, send it in. And if you had beat a certain high score, they would send you a patch.
0: Oh, see, and that's in, uh, oh, shoot, uh, Armada, the book, uh, the dude who wrote Ready Player One wrote a kind of sequel that I think was just effectively um, The Last Starfighter, but whatever. It was exactly uh, The Last Starfighter. <laughs> uh, called Armada, the, the data in that had all the all the different patches. And I was wondering if that was actually real. That's really cool.
2: That is very real. Very cool. So.
0: All right, well, we're going to wrap up. I think I saw Adam pacing outside. He probably wants his office back. Uh, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to our Patreons uh, who make this possible. Uh, we got Alan Schulte, Austin Palmer, Jack Irish, Joe Cole Jr., Kevin Schulte, Tom McDermott, and uh, oh McDermott, I think, actually. I apologize. And, of course, Vinny Ciampa. Uh, These fine folks are going to get this seven days before everybody else, and uh, that's because of their loving support for all the things we do. Uh, You can also find us on bitemepodcast.com. Hit our Discord there. Uh, at bite me just dis- uh, bite me slash discord. You can find our Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff there. Um, give a quick shout out to extra life. If you guys are interested in playing extra life with us, November 3rd and 4th, I know Hans is doing a huge thing in his arcade. Uh, Dylan and I will be doing streaming, uh, on the third and fourth. So come by, join our team. Uh, if not, you can, uh, throw some money at us and we'll help some kids. So I think that's it. You guys have anything else to uh, say before I let, uh, Adam back.
2: No man, play Phoenix this month again.
0: Play Phoenix this month again. That's a good good call. Yeah. And bite me. Yeah, that's why we have him here.